Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. We are at the end of a week. Thank goodness we're recording this at 4.16 on Friday afternoon. And what a week it has been. Uh, Actually, a ton of bad news, and yet markets went higher. So I'm done trying to figure out the whys. It could be that the investment community is correct, that this is all going to be a short-lived crisis for companies, or it could be that they're wrong and we will revisit the lows. Time will tell. But we don't have to worry. We are long-term investors. On the week, the uh, stock market, broad stock market, S&P 500, up 3%. NASDAQ ahead by 6%. And poor Russell 2000, those small companies, they are taking it on the chin. Let's talk about a tale of two indices. The Russell 2000 is down 26% this year. The NASDAQ composite is down by just 3.5% this year. Wow. But we are here to answer your questions, ladies and gentlemen. And so if you've got them, send them our way. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. So let's start with Molly, who says her son is a freshman in college, and they had put money aside in a 529 plan to pay for expenses. We're fortunate in that his school is planning to refund 45% of the dormitory fee because they had the students move out for the second half of the semester due to COVID-19. That's amazing, by the way. My question is, how do we avoid paying penalties for using the 529 to pay for eligible expenses that then got refunded? Do we just need to remember to pay for an equivalent amount of his fall semester fees directly instead of from the 529? Is there anything special we should do to document these changes or this change rather? I am going to say you should document it yourself, take the total amount of money that was refunded and just send it off to the college for next year. And I think that's all I would do. I wouldn't be trying to put it back in the account, then take it out again, you know, make a copy of the money that you get, the refund, then be sure to have that amount of money go apply for a qualified expense. So if anyone came sniffing around, but I had to tell you something, I don't think any 529 plan is going to know about this. So that's my two cents. And good for you, by the way, then good for this college for doing that. I know a lot of schools are not doing that. So you're lucky. It sounds like a good institution there. Okay, here we go. This is from Mary who needs some advice. Her husband is 55, earns between 200 and $350,000. That's funny. That's a pretty wide range. Uh, Mary's 48, hasn't worked in 15 years, two kids, ages 15 and six, $760,000 in retirement accounts, combination of traditional and Roth 401ks, traditional and Roth IRAs. College savings, $18,000 for the 15-year-old, $7,000 for the 6-year-old. Health savings account, $8,600. New York home, worth $710,000. We owe $264,000 at 3%. Will be paid off in eight years. Currently being rented, rent covers mortgage and expenses. We plan to retire in New York, so we don't want to sell. Vermont home, worth $325,000. We owe $260,000 260000 at three and a quarter percent. We have 25 years left on this loan. This home is where we live due to my husband's work. Both cars paid for. Okay, you ready for the dilemma, Mark? Husband has been out of work for over a year battling cancer. Oh, God. Horrible. 
Thankfully, he's cancer-free now, but we do not know when he'll be back to work because of coronavirus. Since he's been unemployed, we've gone through almost all of our emergency savings, and we have accumulated almost $28,000 in credit card debt. Mm, We've always been debt-free. Now we're throwing money away every month in interest charges. Because of this debt, our credit score has gone from excellent to fair, so I don't think we'll qualify for balance transfers at 0%. My question, should we take money from our retirement plan to pay the debt? Is now the time to do this since we don't have to pay a 10% penalty? Our accounts are down already 20%. Also, since we don't know how long this coronavirus situation will drag out, should I cash out some retirement savings to live off of when emergency funds run dry? Um, Well, I think that I probably would. I guess that, you know, because you don't have to pay the penalty, then now is a time it's taxable to you, but you've got three years to pay the tax so you can spread the tax liability out over three years. So, I guess it's not a terrible decision. Um, You could always take the money out of your Roth IRA, the money that you put in without any tax event at all. But I presume that you're in a really low tax bracket also. Maybe there's a combination there where, I mean, I don't know how you're, you're probably just paying for stuff out of your, your emergency savings now, but maybe just take the money out. Don't take out more than $80,000, and then you will just pay a 12% tax on the money you withdraw. And that seems like maybe not a terrible idea. If you are making extra payments on any of these mortgages, stop doing that. Um, But definitely take out enough money to get rid of the credit card and take out enough money that you can live on for a while. So it's a hard one. I wish you guys good health. And I think that, you know, that's kind of the... uh, equivalent of like you're in the break the glass part of this. So you're breaking the glass. This is your emergency. I think go for it. All right. This is from Jody. My father's 93. He's lost money in the stock market, wants to pull his money out and put it in a CD. Would that be wise at this time? Jody, does he need the money? And if he doesn't need the money um, and it's just driving him crazy and he can't sleep at night, then maybe just let him do it. Um, if he was investing it for for you guys or for grandchildren, then leave it alone. Uh, all right. Lisa writes, we thought our income would be over the threshold for a Roth IRA. Now, because of Corona, we're uncertain what our total income will be for 2020. How do we proceed if we want to take advantage of some kind of IRA? It's really a pain in the neck to recharacterize it. So why don't you give it a few months and see where things stand with income and then you can make a decision. If possible, do the Roth. You basically have a year to wait, a little less than a year to wait to make that decision. So let's see how things go, okay? Scott writes, I've been with Betterment since 2014. I really do like the easy, clean interface of the website and the fact that I can tie all my external accounts into uh, one place to see my net worth. That said, I'm starting to think I've outgrown the whole robo thing. <laughs> I feel like I could do similar a similar three-fund portfolio with Vanguard, and probably do just as well. What are your thoughts on this? Is now a good time to think about switching firms? Should I just stay put and continue paying Betterment until the market goes back up? I pretty much lost all my gains with Betterment now that the market fell apart. Thanks and love the podcast, Scott. Well, Scott, you probably would have lost the same amount of money with Vanguard. And so what's the difference? The difference is that you're probably paying a quarter of a percent with Betterment and with Vanguard funds, you'd probably have, I don't know, 0.1% 
five basis points, 10 basis points, four basis points. So you might have, so let's say you might have five basis. You could sell, so you could save potentially 0.2% a year. But if you like the interface, that's worth something to me. If you want to do it yourself, go ahead and move. It doesn't matter. It'll be fast. Finally, we've got Kevin who writes, I'm a new listener, but I'm a big fan. My question, where should I invest extra money? I'm 31. I max out my 403B plan and also maxed out my Roth IRA. I would love to invest more. Should I fund an individual brokerage account? Okay. Yeah, sure. Just do it, baby. You can do this on your own. An individual brokerage account. Now, you just heard Scott talk about this. He's got a Betterment account. If you've got your Roth IRA somewhere, just open up a brokerage account and try to make that the slightly less aggressive version in case you sort of need to augment your emergency reserves. But sure. And Kevin, just pinky swear with me that you don't have outstanding debt that you have your emergency reserve fund with six to 12 months of your living expenses. If so, I'm happy to have you go ahead, have a brokerage account. Be careful. Don't go crazy with it. All right. Okay. That is it. That is your Saturday edition of the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. And if you've got a question, we'd love to hear from you. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. That's Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. And you can always go to the website, JillOnMoney.com, and check out all the stuff that we're doing. It is the weekend, so try to relax, take a walk, maintain that social distance, wear your mask if you're going out to the grocery store, wash your hands often, be nice to each other and do yourself a favor. Lift someone else up. Do something nice for someone else. It's going to make you feel better. Thanks so much for listening and we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.